here and welcome to Black and White, where we speak radical grace, raw truth, and real hope in a gray world. I'm your host, Denise Pass, with my co-host, Micah Maddox, and we are thrilled to have author Lynn Cowell with us today. Lynn is a Proverbs 31 speaker and the author of several books written for women of all ages. Her newest Bible study for women is Make Your Move, Finding Unshakable Confidence Despite Your Fears and Failures, and for tween girls, Brave Beauty, Finding the Fearless You. I love that title. (laughs) Lynn calls home North Carolina, where she and her husband, Greg, and the occasional backyard deer are adjusting to life as empty nesters now that their three young adult children are on their own. The cows love hiking, rafting, and anything combining chocolate and peanut butter. Lynn, I can relate to you, sister. (laughs) Welcome to our show, Lynn. Give me a recess and we're all happy. I'm glad to be here too. You know, there's nothing better than a Reese's peanut butter cup with a cold Dr. Pepper. (laughs) (laughs) And donuts. And donuts, yes. (laughs) Here in April, we are doing a series on parenting in a fallen culture. And we like to start off with a scripture to get the ball rolling. So today we are in 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. You know, I love that verse. And I, so many times when my children were growing up, I would come back to this verse. It's just so, so important that uh, that our children understand this truth. So as we were planning for the episodes this month, I thought a fitting title for today's episode would be Peer Pressure, How to Help Our Kids Not Cave to Peer Pressure, But Crave God's Word and Standards More. You know, in the peer pressure we all know that kids face, we don't often speak about the pressure parents feel and our need to keep firm boundary lines with grace and truth, shepherding our kids' hearts rather than spurring on rebellion. This is such a critical part of equipping our kids. The parents have to stand firm too. Lynn, what do you think is the most important thing parents can do to help their children stay grounded in Christ and not grounded in their bedroom? (laughs) (laughs) You know, one thing that I really fell into early in my parenting was the thinking that there was some sort of formula. Did you guys read or Mike, are you still reading the formula books? Yes. Yeah, those books that I, I simply thought that if I followed, you know, the steps one, two, and three, that my children would, and I air quote here, you know, <laughs> turn out. And not, and not just turn out according to what the world says is, is successful, but even turn out according to what the church defines as successful. And so I did all those steps. I really did. And what I discovered was it's simply not that simple. And so here's the thing that I think we often miss when it comes to parenting. And that is, is that our children have free wills Mm. and that just as you and I had the opportunity to choose to follow Jesus, so do our children and all along their journeys, there's going to be times for them to either yield their wills to him or choose to be, you know, willful. And so I think one of the most important things that we need to do to help our children is to be grounded ourselves because we can't give away something that we don't have. It just doesn't work that way. And so we ourselves must not only know the truth, 
but we have to live out the truth. And our children will be attracted to Jesus when they see us being joyful, confident, loving, and kind. And yes, absolutely read and share the word with them every day. I did this thing when my kids were little, I called breakfast in the Bible. And it was mandatory mm-hmm. from the time they were in elementary until they left for college that we met every morning and they filled their bellies and I filled their hearts. Um, and so absolutely, yes, we did pour God's word into them. But we also have to remember that that's not a formula. That, that is doing our part. And from there, God's free will takes over or their free will takes over from there. And so the thing is, is that then that means that we don't get to take credit when they turn out a certain way, nor does it mean that we take responsibility when they get off the road that we've directed them to go down. I love what you're saying here because it's not like a free card to not parent. But what it is, it's the huge responsibility to parent and to disciple and to lead. But then the results are really up to God, right? And so we have to let go of the control that we hold over this, this mothering. You know, I want to control my kid. I want to know that what I'm doing is going to make them turn out a certain way. I follow the formula and they should turn out. <laughs> but I love what you're saying, Lynn. There's just so much value in, in your perspective and in your voice. And I want to take everybody to your book real quick. This one is Brave Beauty and it's for girls. Tell us what age group this book is for. It's written for girls ages 8 to 12. So this is perfect for where I am because I have a 10 and 11 year old girl. So when I started kind of looking into this, I'm like, this is perfect. I want to read from page 143, just a quick little excerpt to give everyone an idea of what you're writing about. So the title is Brave Beauty. And the title of this chapter is I Can Do the Scary Things. What is the scariest thing you ever had to do? The scariest thing I ever did, I actually blame on my youngest daughter, Maddie. When she was 13 years old, she asked (laughs) if on her 18th birthday, I would go skydiving with her. Skydiving, as in jump out of an airplane with a parachute. And if we keep reading, we find out, Lynn, that you actually did go skydiving. (laughs) And I love how you claim. I did it. You did it. You claim one of my favorite verses at the end of this chapter. It's Psalm 27, 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger, so why should I tremble? So first, I want you to tell us just really quickly about skydiving and how amazing that was. And then second, just give us what inspired this book. So skydiving up until I was out of the plane was, um, we won't describe the feelings I felt inside because they're kind of <laughs> nasty, but um, <laughs> definitely I was completely terrified until that point when I was free falling. And then there was something almost heavenly about it of just seeing God's creation from that unattached place. Honestly, I'd do it again this afternoon if we could. I think you guys know Susie Eller and we're like, hey, we're planning this for her 60th birthday because I want to do it again. Awesome. Um, Wow. (laughs) 
So when I started this whole journey of speaking and writing, um, honestly, it's a good thing God didn't tell me how hard it was going to be because I probably would have bailed. But over that time period of releasing my first book, I was rejected 19 times over five years. And during that time period, I came out with learning a lot about perseverance. But the thing I still saw in my life was this incredible instability in my own confidence. I would feel good about myself and believe in who God said I was and the pathway that he was taking me down one day. And then the next day, I'd be scraping myself off the floor with my confidence shot by another rejection. And so when I was doing the research to write Brave Beauty, I read that a girl's confidence peaks at age nine. Isn't that sad? Wow. Mm -hmm. And yet I could see that it was true in my own life, that much of this roller coaster self-worth originated as a young girl, basing my self-esteem on my own performance and then comparing my performance to other people. And so I wrote Brave Beauty to speak to the developing heart and mind of that eight to 12 year old girl to help her become grounded in finding her fearless self, not in a girl power way, but in the, the Holy Spirit is in me and he has what it takes way. And to help her build the confidence that wasn't built on someone, someplace or something, but was built on the only one that can never be taken from her. And that's Jesus. I love that. You know, as a mom with three daughters myself, one thing I have seen is that our culture just strips away their confidence. And there's such an emphasis on your appearance and you have to look a certain way. And, you know, and going back to what we were saying earlier, I think the biggest things I've wanted my children to see is that I want to be faithful. You know, and we did the breakfast and Bible time and we called it the same thing. So I love that you did that as well. And <laughs> I also consumed parenting books like they were going out of style <laughs> because I was like, you know, people always say there's no parenting manual. Where's a parenting manual? <laughs> but God raises up people like you, people like Micah and I to, as God shows us in his word and helps us to live it out, it is him alone. Then that next generation can see a glimpse of what it's supposed to look like. So I just really appreciate what you're sharing. Um, I had the, the privilege of reviewing your book, and you know I was wishing that it could have been there when my daughters were younger. It just, you know, the Lord gave me devotions, but uh, you just the way you put it together is so beautiful. And now that I've got four children in college, it's a, a unique phase. But I I cherish those devotion times with them. And I believe that that time with our children, like you said, age nine, that this age period is so critical to imparting our faith to mm -hmm. our kids. So it's not just taught, mm -hmm. but caught. Mm. And I love that you know, Brave Beauty, it just breathes joy. It's written in a whimsical style, just with a biblical approach to help gird our daughters with truth to combat the world's temptations. Yeah, I love how it's written with short chapters. So you have like just the right amount for that age group to absorb and to get. And it's written in a way that really is good for moms to do together with with their daughter, I feel like. And so that's that's my goal. I'm going to do this with my girls and I'm going to let you know how it goes. It, I'm so excited about it. Lynn, Great. what do you think 
Lynn, what do you think is the best way to safeguard our children? You know, we can't lock them in a closet (laughs) and protect them (laughs) from everything that comes their way. But what what would you say to, to a mom who's like, man, I just need some help. I need some help. I'm struggling to safeguard my kid. So there are many experts on keeping your child safe. And I'm not necessarily an expert on the whole like technology and, you know, those kinds of things. Um, and, and the world today is a completely different place than it was when my kids were little. But here is what I can share from a mom who had three kids in college last year. <laughs> the best thing that you can do is prepare them. Obviously, it's important to prepare our kids for what they will face in age-appropriate ways, you know, as they're approaching the next season. But I think that one thing that we sometimes do as parents is, is we don't, we want to keep them little as long as possible. And so we try to protect them and, and not have them be exposed to things be, before they have to be. But I know sometimes in my own parenting, I miss the on-ramp. I miss, the, I miss the opportunity to be able to invest in my child the knowledge that he or she needed before the time came up. And because of my own fear of overexposing them, I missed it. And when that happens, then we can discover that our kids have been exposed or they've actually been caught up in harmful things and we're stunned. Um, and so I think for for. Yes, absolutely. Learn the ways that you can safeguard them. But then at the same time, be very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And when he gives gives you that nudging, even if you are scared, if he is saying, if he's giving you that nudging, have that conversation today, have it. Because you never know what your child might experience tomorrow. And your sensitivity to address the situation before it happens, if you have that opportunity um, might be exactly what your child needs at that time period. I love that. Leaning on the Holy Spirit. You know, there's been so many times where my children have been, why mom? And I'm like, well, you know, the Lord is leading. <laughs> this is the direction we need to go. But I think that that word brave is so important because what it has to do with for me when I raised my daughters was that they have to know their own convictions and stand on them. And, you know, I can't just tell them my convictions. So I did try to, you know, I prepared them and I taught them the truth. But at the end of the day, their convictions might look a little different than mine. And, you know, that's scary. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary as a parent. But I have found that, you know, as they learn to stand on their convictions, they become even more brave. You know, they learn, hey, you know, I can do this through Christ. And they learn to lean on the Holy Spirit as well. So I know we're kind of about to wrap up here, but what do you think contributes most to the reason our children cave to the culture when they've been raised in Christian homes? And I'm going to add to this that I think parents can cave into peer pressure, and that can be a problem too. I think it's because they're humans. (laughs) I know that's simple, but... Sometimes we forget as parents that these children are not many me's. You know, um, sometimes when my daughters were little, my husband would pull me aside and he would say, Lynn, you're expecting 10-year-old Maddie to have the maturity of 40-year-old Lynn. 
And, <laughs> and that's not what's there. And so we forget sometimes that they are humans who have free will and they want to exercise that free will. And so here, here you have the world over here saying, this is the place with no rules where you can discover yourself and, and you can be yourself. And then sometimes we present Jesus as the person who wants to put you in this box, which is ridiculous because he's the one who created you. He's the one who poured all that potential into you. So why would you not partner with the one who made you to reach your potential? And so I think sometimes that we miss that. I miss that with, with my children. Each one of my children are very unique, especially my, my oldest, my son. And he was the one that I was trying to raise as a textbook. And I missed so many things about him that make him an absolutely unique person. And, and I think that, that that drives our children to look for, well, where can I go where I'm accepted with these unique things about me? And the answer is Jesus. Mm -hmm. He is that person because he created you that unique. And so I think that as parents is, is if we can encourage them that as you're trying to find yourself, find yourself in him because he will show you everything you need to know about you. Love that. I, I have two sons as well. And I can tell you, <laughs> every one of my five children are completely different <laughs> personality wise. And that's the need to have the Holy Spirit. And I love that you just simply said, they're only human. You know, we all need a Savior and a Holy Spirit to guide us. Yeah, Lynn, I'm so glad that you joined us today. And I love your passion. Could you just share with us where people can find your book, where they can find you, and any last word you'd want to say today? Sure. Um, my website is lynncowell.com, and that's L-Y-N-N-C-O-W-E-L-L. And you might really enjoy a freebie I have on there for tween girls. Um, it's called um, Grounded, Finding Your Place in a Roller Coaster World. And it's a five-day free devotional for tween girls um, just to kind of help them to find their footing um, as they head into um, discovering who they are. Um, and Brave Beauty can be found at, on, at your favorite retailer. Yes, and I also believe that your publisher is going to offer two free copies to people who leave a comment on our podcast post. So thank you so much to your publisher for doing that. Yeah, so if you're listening, go ahead and comment now so that you can be entered into that drawing. The raw truth today is that we cannot follow a formula as we raise our children, but our children have a free will. The radical grace is that our children need Jesus to live a brave life. And the real hope, God will guide us as parents as we do our best to follow his leading. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth. <laughs>